recorded from the naughty capital of the world, Nine Inch Penis Podcast. Here we go. This week we talk about controversial coach. You know, it's just so interesting being an alpha. Like, I don't know any other way to live my life. I never have. People ask me what that means to me. An alpha is somebody who's direct, who says it exactly how they see it, and they're willing to accept the consequences of their actions. That's what an alpha is. We live in a world of such passive-aggressive behavior. People <laughs> looking at you saying one thing and behind your back saying another. It's refreshing when people meet an alpha. They They really... That's why they gravitate towards it. That's why, you know, when I walk into a room and there's a dog there, you know, a dog, they're, they're bred to be following an alpha, the alpha of the pack. That's, that's all they know. And they gravitate towards me because they feel it. They know it. Likewise, if you're in the room with me, you know, whether it's, you know, for business or whether it's for for pleasure or hooking up or whatever it was over the years or just, you know, being on cam with me, you feel the alpha. It, it's not anything that I ask for. It is who I am. That's my, my being, my personality. I am an alpha. And with being an alpha, all my life has come controversy. People who are weak, they don't like that. They just cannot handle that whole uh, masculinity, um, oh, what's the word I want to use? The, the challenge. You know, <clears throat> whenever you enter into a relationship with someone, and relationship is probably a word that will be misunderstood here, um, let me change that word to whenever you interact with someone, when you interact with somebody, it is always at all times a battle of esteem, a battle of esteem. So if on a scale of one to five, your esteem, how you feel about yourself, your value for yourself, who you are as a person, if you're having a low esteem day, and we all do, I do, everyone does, um, or you're having a high esteem day, you're feeling really great, like you're on top of the world, you're feeling awesome. Most people are, you know, somewhere between a two and a four on a given day. Uh, but when, when, when you interact with someone, it is now two people in a battle of self-esteem. Every single interaction, whether that interaction is for business, is in a in a relationship you're living with somebody or you're dating or you're in a relationship uh or if you're having you know a hookup whatever that interaction is something as simple as you're going to pay you know pay for your your uh your dinner and you go up and you interact with the person who is uh taking your money Everything is an interaction. Every interaction is a battle of esteem. And how you handle that battle of esteem uh, determines how your day is going. In other words, um, 
when I, my esteem is very high. And most of the time, if my esteem is pretty high, I just, I, I know who I am in life. I know what I want in life and I get what I want. I remember this one person, uh, <laughs> he was a, um, a, a quasi manager of mine. And, um, this is years ago, this is like 30 years ago. And I was working with the, his corporation and he said to me, he goes, I've never met anyone like you. Like you always get it done. Whatever it takes, you get it done. Whether it's a meeting, it's a phone call, whatever the action is, you always get it done. And that's been my life. I always get it done. Um, but anyway, so the battle of esteem. The battle of esteem is what's happening. And the same thing is happening online now. So many interactions are just a battle of esteem. And you have all these people with just such low self-esteem that they're the ones leaving these horrific messages and making all these negative comments all the time because they're trying to pull other people down. They're seeing other people as successful and they're not. No, 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 they're not at all. Their esteem is so low. And so they have to figure out a way to somehow bring that person down. And, and that's, that's what's going on. And so during my life, that's when, what I've experienced, you know, controversial coach. I remember when I coached, I only coached for eight years. Uh, but during those eight years, I was phenomenal at what I did because I was very good. I understood what it was, what it means to coach. You know, so many people think coaching, whatever the event is, it doesn't matter the event, the sport, whatever. And most people think coaching is all this detailed, intricate, <laughs> elaborate things. That, that's not true. That's not what coaching is at all. Anyway, I'm not going to get into how to be an amazing coach at this point. Maybe a future podcast. But but the point is, is that... that uh, um, by the time I was 24, there's this national coaching board and they only have room for like 30 members from all 50 states. And to get on this board is, is quite the accomplishment. And most people who are on this board are in their fifties or sixties. They've been coaching for a long time, whatever. Well, when I was 24 years old, I was selected for this board which in my state caused all this controversy. All these coaches who had been coaching forever, who could only dream of being on this board, oh, were they pissed off. And, you know, you know, they all congratulated me to my face, but, you know, behind my back, they were just throwing knives. It got to the point at one, at one point, my last year of coaching, that they wanted to have the state association censor me for something. It was so, whatever, it was so lame. Nothing ultimately happened. You know, I was voted coach of the year at the age of 27. And they wanted to take that away, These they being these two or three, you know, weak-minded people who were just so petty and so upset that they didn't have what I have. And, and that's, that's where in my, the first part of my controversy started. 
And then there's more controversy throughout my throughout my life. And then in my early 40s, when I started playing around with guys, uh, Craigslist was very popular. And I was living in Sacramento, and I'm the coach. That's who I am. That's how I ever, you know, I promote myself. I'm the coach, and I got a big one. There you go. What more do you need to know? Oh, my goodness. You know, back how Craigslist worked back then, I don't I haven't. You know, they took the personal stuff down years ago, and I haven't been on there ever since. I have no idea. I assume they're still around. I just don't know how they work anymore. But um, um, the uh, um, how it worked is that if I don't know how many number were required, but if uh, X amount of people would complain about a post, then the post would be removed. And I remember. Um, yeah, at one point, you know, and then people could openly comment on posts, right? And all of a sudden, after, I don't know, maybe after four or five months, because I'm hot, I'm hung, and I'm getting, you know, and I'm only in the college, guys, right? 19 to 26, that's what my post said. Everything in my life has always said that. Even today, you go on my grinder, that's what it says. That's what it has always said. That is what it will always say. That's who I'm in, interested in having sex with. You know, it's my body. It's my penis. I get to decide who I want to have sex with. Doesn't mean I'm not attracted to all different ages. If you've heard my podcast, you know I am. But that's who I want to have sex with when I choose to. You know, I don't have sex all that often anymore. But if the right person comes along, that's who I'm going to have sex with. That's me. So anyway, um, so all of a sudden the post gets taken down of mine. And in Sacramento, this is years ago, like 2002 or 2003. And, um, and I'm like, what? And then I put it back up. And now these three or four guys are now leaving posts on there talking about me. Oh, I mean, saying such things like how I'm HIV positive, which is not true, uh, you know? Like, that's, I mean, it, just the things they were saying. And I'm like, wow, you weak-minded people. And and uh, and then it became this huge controversy where people were now taking my side because people could see what was going on, and they're like, hey, just leave the guy alone. He's just posting you know, like all of us here, just leave the guy alone. But you see, they're weak. It's a battle of esteem. And they couldn't handle me, who I am. Somebody so direct, who puts their pictures out there and says it exactly how it is. And, and people don't like that. They don't like that. And the controversy now has continued. It's continued through, through my life on many you know on the apps on whatever it's like in uh, fort myers uh where i'm currently residing for another few months that i'm moving out of there but the uh uh it's fascinating how people on grinder hit me up all the time because i don't meet people i mean i just i've had my two people i've been playing with for the last eight years and you know they're hot and i have no need to meet people. I, I play on cam. That's my sexual energy. Um, and now with the podcasts and other things, do some personal coaching for some people who are in the, 
you know, spiral bait or into, you know, need a key master for chastity. I do things like that. So I have, I have plenty to do in my sexual world. Uh, but, uh, but it's like, they'll hit me up and they'll say things like, Hey coach, if you're never going to meet anyone, why are you even on grinder? Which, you know, which causes me to chuckle. Cause I'm like, do you realize how many fake profiles are on grinder? Do you realize how many fake, you know, people who are catfishing and playing around, but it's me that you're upset with because I won't meet you, you know, which is just hilarious. That, that just cracks me up. But it's those kind of controversies. So anyway, about, I don't know, eight, ten months ago, I don't even know how long ago it's been, I decided to go on Chatterbait and, you know, show off and have some fun. And, uh, you know, so I signed up and did all that. And I was on there and I was doing very well, you know. Chatterbait charges, you know, let's say, I think, you know, I'm sure they decrease the, the cost as you buy more and more tokens. But in general, it's they charge a dime a token. And then you would give me a token and of which I receive a nickel a token. So they get half and I get half. That's the, the math, right? Right. Well, you know, for, you know, a few months, I was making $1,500 a month, meaning they were making $1,500 a month. Well, there you go. People were throwing tokens at my, at me. They enjoyed my stories. They enjoyed my big one. They enjoyed just, just, you know, finding a real white alpha daddy with a nine incher. I mean, that's rare. Um, I didn't know how rare it was. Now I understand how rare it is. Um, uh, you know, so, so anyway, um, a couple times I did little things saying, Hey, you gotta be careful what you're talking about. One time I was talking about myself when I was 14 and you can't talk about anything like that. You can't talk about piss. That's something that MasterCard won't let them like MasterCard makes the rules of what you can and can't say on these porn sites it's amazing they they have most of the control and so you can't talk about certain topics piss is one of those topics um so that's fine so the uh um so i've stayed clear of all that and i've been really good you can say boy you can say little boy then i have any problem with that you can say daddy you can say coach all that but if you say the word kid Oh, that's a bad word. Again, you're walking on eggshells trying to figure all this stuff out. Because, you know, people that are looking at me, they're into the dynamic uh, between a daddy and a boy, the younger and the older dynamic. That's what they're into. And you can be any age. You know, I'm not talking, you know, it is, it is rare on Chatterbait. I can't even, I can think of twice where somebody under the age of 21 interacted with me. They were still of legal age because they had to be to get on Chatterbait because the only way you could chat with me is you had to have tokens. Like I didn't let, let the mass public chat with me. You had to have tokens. So that means you had to put a credit card in and been somewhat verified, whatever. But the average age of the person that contacted me was probably between 28 and 35. A lot of men over 40 and 50 contacted me. And a lot of guys who were over 40 and 50 were in, were sitting there jacking off and sharing their cam with me and into the whole dynamic of being coached as a little boy. Like, that's what they were into. 
I mean, it doesn't matter what age you are. You can be a 40, 50-year-old little boy in your brain because that's what's happening here. We're masturbating. We're having fun. We're going, we're going into a fantasy. That's what people are doing, right? That's what's going on here. So, um, so I had escaped most of the landmines. Anyway, um, you know, and then in the last month, I started to really start to get bored with it with Chatterbait because it's all the same people who are just following me and they're watching for free. And you say, I'm also on Just for Fans. Um, and I, I show on there, on their cam. And I like that better because there you have to pay and I can set the, the dollar amount. You can set it up to $75. I'm usually at between two and five, depending on my mood. But you have to pay in order to see me on cam. Like, you actually have to pay a couple bucks before you even get to see me. You can read my profile. You can see a picture of my big nine-incher. But you have to pay. And I like that because then that tells me the person that's watching me wants to be watching me. And, and whatever. And they're legal. And it's all good. So, um, and there it's amazing. The average age watching me uh, is between 22 and 26. So there, for whatever that's worth, I'm just for fans. So anyway, I was thinking, you know, and I wasn't on it as much. And uh, anyway, so yesterday morning I was on there. I was horny. I was hard. I was dripping pre-com. And so I went on and um, and this guy hit me up. He's 51, uh, nice looking guy, like really a nice ripped body. And he had a little cock on him. I don't know four or five inches, whatever, little balls. And he was being into being coached as a little boy. I mean, that's what he kept saying. I'm coached as a little boy. I'm coached as a little boy. I'm coached as a little boy. He's jacking off. And I mean, and it's so intense for him when he's jacking off. It almost sounds like he's crying at the end. He is so into being coached as a little boy. And I'm saying, oh, that's a good little boy. Well, one of the trolls on Chatterbait, you know, reported me. And they didn't like that. Again, you know, the whole the whole web world, everything. There are all these trolls out there. You know, I don't know. They somehow they have the, uh, <laughs> you know, they believe that that they're able to police the world or something. You know, they they're nobodies. They they're absolutely nobodies. But again, they have low self esteem. And the only way they can feel somewhat better about their existence in life is to try to make somebody else's life miserable. That's all they're there for. They're, they're nothing, and, and they're, they're nothing more than that. They're, they're not a happy person. And, uh, you know, and, and I feel bad for them. I mean, what a horrible way to exist, to be that unhappy, that the only way you can feel anything in your being is to try to make someone else's life miserable so anyway uh so then uh, i was banned i never you know and i was reading about it and they're like it's almost you know it's difficult to get banned well somehow i got banned and i know exactly what was going on and the people at chatterbait they see all of this they're able they're watching the video you know, they tape everything so they're able to see me 
and they're able to see him. They're able to know who he is. I mean, it's obvious this guy is, uh, you know, is a 40 or 50 year old male, um, <laughs> you know, because he shows, he shows most of his face with his beard and everything else, his gray beard. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it's that. So, so once again, it's controversial coach. And, um, so I appealed it and, you know, and it was pretty quick and they, you know, came back and whatever, everything's good if I want. But then I thought about it and I'm like, you know what, <clears throat> this is just a good, good ending point on Chatterbait for me. It's just a good ending point. I don't, I don't want to do it anymore in there. I, I'll go to Just for Fans, and there's all kinds of other sites out there if I want to sign up for, and I can show my my big nine-incher and, like, every other place I go in life. If I go on there, people go crazy for it, and, you know, I'll probably make more money than I did before if that's what I want to do. Um, so... So yeah, so it, it's the controversy in life. It's fascinating to me how how an alpha will always find controversy. And what people don't understand is that the alpha is is not in any way, um, what's the word I want to use? Um, value is, is in no way ever diminished because an alpha knows their value an alpha knows what's really happening and and an alpha is so attractive to so many different people that if somebody is like a you know a troll or whatever they are somebody's being negative the alpha just moves on because there are thousands of other people millions of other people who are attracted to me the coach, the alpha, and, uh, and, and that'll never be an issue for me. So, so anyway, that's, that's what's been going on in my life. Controversial coach. And, uh, and what can I say? You know, I, I, I didn't ask to be who I am. I didn't ask to be an alpha. It's how I was raised. It's just my personality. And it's who I've always been. I think back to in the fraternity. Um, this is just the this final thought on this whole topic. And this just explains who I am. So I'm a sophomore in, in college. And we have a big fraternity. I think 40 members. And then we also had little sisters. There's probably 35, 40 members who are little sisters. And one of the brothers just being a dork, um, was keeping track, you know, a journal, a log. It was just a piece of, you know, piece of paper, uh, you know, and a binder. He's keeping a log of the women, the little sisters that he had had sex with. I mean, you know, you have parties, you have in-house parties where it's just the brothers and the yeah, uh, of the fraternity and the sisters, the little sisters, and sex happens. That's it. And every year there's a new batch of little sisters, so there's always sex. Now, my situation was I found the little sister that I loved right away, and she loved my big cock, and we were together for four years, so I never, I never fooled around with anyone else. 
Uh, but uh, but a lot of the brothers did, and that's fine. That's what do you do? You're in college. You're having fun. Give me a break. Um, so, uh, but anyway, this guy, who is one of my better friends, I still give him shit about it. <clears throat> kept a log, and he was a player. I mean, he had a big dong on him, and good-looking soccer player. Um, really a good-looking guy and nice guy. But anyway, yeah, and he'd get drunk. And you could always see when he got drunk in his eyes that you could just see it in his eyes like, uh-oh, he's on the prowl. And I would just watch him from afar, him being on the prowl. It was amazing to watch him. He was like a, some wild cat. So, and he would, he would always capture someone for the evening, take back to his room and whatever. So, um, so anyway, this list gets out. How it got out is another story. It doesn't really matter. But anyway, this list gets out and the little sisters are pissed. (laughs) You know, they're really embarrassed that their name is on this list. Let's call it what it is. But, uh, so anyway, we have this absolute, you know, crisis going on. And so one Sunday afternoon, we had a meeting. And so we have this huge living room. And on one side of the living room are all the the members, the, the men. And then the other side of the living room are all the women. Okay. And the person sitting in the middle of the room was me. Because... I'm the alpha amongst all these men, amongst all these women. I'm the one in the middle who is negotiating it. I'm the one in the middle that is helping, I mean, facilitating the the whole communication. And eventually it was all resolved. But that's, that's who I have always been. I've been that guy, that guy. And I'm proud of being that guy. Even with all the controversy that follows me until the day I die. Up next, Nine Inch Penis Podcast questions from listeners like you and answers from Coach after a quickie commercial break. Hey there, time for questions for Coach. As always, I appreciate you uh, sending in your questions, either texting them or leaving a voice message and uh here we go with this week's two questions first of all from lane in canada what a cool name lane anyway lane in canada wants to know do you spank coach well you know a couple quick answers to that first of all you know with my partners over the years my male partners like when we showered together and you're not always having sex in the shower no i just you shower in the morning i have a big shower and it's a good place to bond, watch you wash each other's wieners and kind of kiss and, you know, wake up together. You know, whenever we got out of the shower, I just always spank their butts. You know, all my partners have nice little bubble butts. I always love spanking them. If I see around the house, I, you know, tap their ass. So it's more like a little a pat versus a hardcore spank, though. Though I do like to make noise, and you know you can spank a butt. It really, where it sounds like it's it's hard, and making a lot of noise, but it actually doesn't hurt at all. You know, I figured that out over the years. Anyway, and then the actual spanking part, not really into that. As I mean, I I have been you know, 
times where I've been kind of pissed off at my partners where I'd spank them pretty hard. Uh, I had one partner. We had so much fun. He was a college swimming champion. He was a good-looking boy. This is like 2007, six or seven. We were on X-Tubes, uh, a couple other different porn sites. We had over five, six million views of us. Our big cocks. We both had big fucking cocks of Coach and the boy. Anyway, and so we had a lot of fun, but uh, somebody requested and paid for a spanking video. So we did a spanking video one day. I can still see the room, our little playroom, and him on all fours on the bed and me spanking him. I'm thinking, yeah, well, you know, you know, we'll just spank his ass so it gets really red, you know, because that's what they wanted. And I just spanked it, and I mean spanked his ass and spanked his ass and spanked his ass. And it was so red. Like, I can't even tell you how red his ass was. And then that was the video portion. And then we're all done. And I'm looking at my hand. I'm like, holy fuck. Like, my hand was all puffy. Like, my hand was hurt as much as his ass was. And I'm like, all right. Apparently, uh, when you spank somebody, maybe using your hands not the best option. So... So no, I'm not really a fan of spanking all that hard with my hand, and I don't really like spanking with other things that doesn't really like paddles or whatever. Maybe it was from my days in the fraternity where we would. There were different things when you were going through the, the 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 hazing part, the rushing, whatever they call it. Uh, it was uh, it was uh, you know that hell week. It was called the week before you were initiated. You know, there were paddles that were used, whatever. So I've been paddled hard before and uh, whatever. So so there you go, Lane. That's the answer to the question of does Coach like this bank? Uh, final question this week's from Johnny in Oklahoma. Uh, what can I do to keep from coming so fast, Coach? Well, you know what, Johnny? Um, there, you know, I'm not a medical professional. Maybe you have some medical issue. You may want to get that checked out. But my experience tells me the following. I'll give the following three examples. Uh, first of all, I think a lot of men come really fast. I think they get sexually excited. They you know, pre-come a little bit, and then they, they come really fast. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's just fine. I think where what a man wants to train himself to do instead of being so focused on, oh, my God, I don't want to come, I don't want to come, is he wants to train himself to become a multiple comer. Like, I can come four or five times in a session. You know, I train my, my penis to not come before my partner. Uh, you know, when I started uh, with women years ago, it's like I wanted to be a good sex partner. You know, I wanted them to, to come. And there are times, you know, you're cuddling and you're, there's a lot of foreplay. You know, during foreplay, that's enough to get most guys off uh, before you're actually deep inside of them. And now I'm deep inside of them, and uh, I want them to come. I want them to have fun. And, and some days, sometimes it takes a long time. So I've just trained myself not to come, uh, you know, until after they come. And then and whatever. So that's how I work. I have my fuck buddy who I've been playing with now for, we're in our eighth year, he's 27 now. You know, he lives with a woman, uh, but he's a quick comer. So uh, literally, when he walks in and gets naked and starts touching me, he could come in two minutes. But 
we work hard to keep him from coming, you know. Usually it's 45 minutes before he has to come. Uh, we've gone two hours before, but typically it's like 45 minutes, and then he blows. And, and then he's a one-and-donner, so, you know, once he comes, he's gone. So that's, that's him. So, you know, if you're a quick comer, you know, and you have a partner, male or female, you know, just ask for their help. Ask them to help you from keeping from coming, you know, taking your hand, whatever. Uh, it's something you can kind of play with together. It doesn't have to be like this uh, shameful thing or whatever embarrassing thing. It should be a fun thing. Sex is fun. Make it fun. So, yeah, I'm a quick comer, so we've got to work it together. And your partner, if they'll get into that. That's a lot of fun, you know. What can I say? Um and then uh um finally the uh um you know i use this example about most men i think do come quick and there was a time i don't i don't do it anymore just because of that fact because guys just come so quick um there was a time where I didn't I didn't have sex with men, but I like to have men come over and I'm an exhibitionist, um, come over and watch me masturbate. And then uh and how it'd work is that they'd walk in, I'd be naked on my on my uh, couch and I'd be jacking off my big one and they'd sit in a chair right in front of me and watch with their clothes on for five minutes, ten minutes, whatever. And then eventually they'd pull theirs out and I get to see theirs and they would jack theirs. And it was, I mean, it was rare. Anybody lasted more than two minutes. I think maybe five minutes was the longest somebody lasted. The scene was so hot for them. Seeing my big nine incher, just the whole thing was so hot. And boom, they, you know, shoot their cum everywhere. And then they're done. You know, wipe up, see you, coach. And so I don't do that anymore because it just gets so boring because it just happens so fast. So I think guys coming quickly um, is pretty common, a lot more common than people talk about it. And uh, anyway, so that's my thoughts on that topic there, Johnny. And uh, have fun with your cock. That's my advice to you. And whatever it is, it is. All right. Well, thanks for your questions for Coach this week. As always, keep them coming and uh, have a great week. Listen to another adventure of Coach in his Nine Inch Penis podcast next week. Nine Inch Penis podcast is the biggest growing sexual entertainment podcast. Listen again, tell a friend, and watch Coach naked while he tells his stories. You judge how big. You can watch on Just for Fans or OnlyFans. Florida Coach 1, the digit 1, not the spelled out number 1, Florida Coach 1. Hey, if you have a question about today's episode, text your questions or comments to Coach at 332-232-4114. If you want your question heard on a future episode of 9 Inch Penis Podcast, call 332-232-4114 and leave a message. You have been listening to 9 Inch Penis Podcast. You must be of legal age to listen or call. For entertainment purposes only, all rights reserved by 9 Inch PLLC.